Welcome to the CanoeRaceWorld.com podcast, your home for everything related to marathon canoe racing. Now, it's time to get your paddles wet with your hosts, Kevin Olson and Bill Mahaffey. Take it away, boys. Welcome back, fans of Carbon Fiber. This is Kevin Olson, your host, with my co-host, Bill Mahaffey. How are we doing today, Bill? We are doing great today, Kevin. How are you doing down in sunny Florida, by the way? I am doing well. It wasn't that sunny today, Bill. It was uh, it was only 80 in rain today, um, but I am doing well. Yeah. I'm, I'm... <laughs> well. Only 80 in rain. You realize that gets you shanked, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. 41 in rain here. Yeah. I, well, I guess it didn't rain today, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um uh I, I'm loving it down here, Bill. I really am. I'm uh missing I'm missing my canoe peeps. Um because I'm on an island here, uh, you know, not not physically but metaphorically. And uh but uh I definitely definitely very happy with the choice of moving down here. So got my first race uh next week. Uh, but Ben Schlimmer's coming down for it uh, on the Silver River. It's going to be a 20-mile race. So uh, hopefully we're able to pull off a victory on that. And uh, we'll uh, see where we're see Nice. Where we're are you guys racing the new uh, GRB boat, or what are you racing yes. for a boat? Yes, we are. Yep. I, uh, I've been hard at work uh, getting it all outfitted. So over the past like month, I've been doing all different the different little projects that you have to do to a new boat. Um, and I'm actually probably gonna take some video of of uh, what I've done to it um, and do a YouTube channel a YouTube video uh, on that for you know because it's, it's these are the little things, Bill, that uh, you know people coming up into the sport don't know how to do. You know, um, don't know how to you know pick certain things or, or what they should have or whatnot. So, um, you know, so I'm going to do that. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I got going on over here. Um, how's the, how's the back up North? Ah, uh, you know, we are prepping for ski season. So we are, um, it is coming up rapidly. Other than that, I I've taken my, uh, stock class racing C1 out a few times and paddled it. Um, just try not to get too rusty going into it. It's almost time to get serious again. Right. You know, if you think about it, we're not that far away. No. Uh, is, is that a Sawyer DUI special? Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a Sawyer DUI special. Uh, um, I bought it off a guy who camoed it up actually for duck hunting and I've used it for duck hunting, but I got to tell you, it's probably, one of my favorite boats just to paddle in general um it is surprisingly fast for a stock class racing c1 um i've always heard you needed to to be a bigger paddler to to really move that, that boat well and that a uh a sawyer shockwave was faster granted i don't have anything to compare it to as far as stock class racing c1s but from my perspective anyways it moves so i'm, I'm very happy with the boat yeah yeah I'd, I'd actually like to get one of those type of because what's that like 16 feet is how long is it 
yeah, I think it's 16 or 16, six, something like that. Um, so have you ever paddled the wiki walkie? Bill? Which one is the wiki watchy? I think I have. You would know if you have. This is the one that, like, um, it, it's just, like, filled with recreational kayakers, but it's um, crystal clear water. It's about a five, five-and-a-half-mile stretch, and there's about a hundred turns. So I think so. Is, is that yeah. the one um, you see manatees on it? Yes, yes. I think of the right one. There's springs at one end of it, maybe? Yes, yep. Yep. So like, uh, yep. I, I paddled that this Sunday. Um, so I put it in at Rogers park, it's called. Um, and then I paddled up the five and a half miles to the, the Springs, basically as far as you could go. And then, um, turned around and came back and, and man, that might be my new favorite, favorite place to paddle. I'll tell you. Um, I just love that juxtaposition of the beautiful scenery and just people out having a good time. So it's one of those things, especially because I paddle so much on my own. You know, that, that was a, a very enjoyable two hours um, seeing people all over the poor, you know, place. And they'll be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, right. What is that fancy? What is that fancy kayak that you're yeah. using? And I love the, the sight of fear when... <laughs> They can't control their boat. They're like, oh! They see me like, you know, barreling down. And I'm like, nah, just, 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 just stop. <laughs> just stop. I'll go around just, you. Don't, don't, just, just, just don't move. I'll work around you. Don't, don't move. <laughs> so yeah, so that was a that was a lot of fun. But let's uh, let's get on with the show because we got a great one for you today, guys. We are going to be talking about paddles um we kind of brought this subject up uh the last episode and so we're we're gonna kind of dive into it so today's guest is ryan zavril of zre zavril racing equipment he is here with us today ryan how are we doing not bad how you guys doing doing great doing great so um we are going to be talking to Ryan about his racing uh, career, and then we are going to get into the nitty-gritty of the paddles. Um, so before we talk with Ryan a little bit, let's give you a little bit of background on Ryan. So um, Ryan won the General Clinton in the amateur uh, C2 with his dad, Bob Zavril. So um, Bob's who started... Uh, ZRE way back in the day. Hey Ryan, do you know when he started uh, Zero Racing Equipment? Um, I believe it was in the early '80s. Yeah, he started that up. Yeah. So, um, and for those that have, those of you that aren't marathon paddling enthusiasts, uh, Zero Racing Equipment is the the, the standard in. Uh, the gold standard, if you will, in uh, the marathon canoe racing paddle world. And uh, so um, so this is a uh, great guest to have on. So since then, since that uh, 2016 um, win with his father, he's gone on to place in the top 10 in the pro division 
of the General Clinton in the next three years and placed in uh, the um, 12th, 16th, and 11th in the um, Asaba River Canoe Marathon. Um, Ryan, how many was that your first General Clinton in 2016? Yeah, it was. Um, you know, 2016 is when I got started. Um, mm-hmm. So from there on, you know, basically every year, um, you know, that, so 2016 was my first year. I did a few smaller races when I was a kid, um, you know, just the generation gap, nothing major, but, um, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, funny little story. My, uh, my dad's sister still holds, uh, I, I still, I think still holds the record for, She's undefeated at the General Clinton. She's done it once, and she and they won the mixed uh, amateur title that year. She's never oh, paddled no. it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You got to go out, vote on top, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. She's like, she's like, hey, all right. yeah, I want it. I mean, what, what else do I got to do yeah. now? <laughs> yeah, already <laughs> on top. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so how? Ryan, how old were you in 2016 when, when you won the amateur championship? Uh, 23. 23. Okay, so 23 before you did your first big race. Yeah, yeah. Kind of, uh, I wish I would have got started a little bit sooner, but, you know, 23 is not bad to start out. <laughs> yeah, well, let's <laughs> sure. um, Ryan, because that's something that is interesting because especially with your family, with your dad and, you know, his yeah. company. Um, I think people are going to be surprised to hear that you started at 23. Now, if I'm, uh, if I know, if I, I, I don't really know, but I'm guessing from things that I've seen in the past, you used to be into motocross, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, around, it was like around eight or nine, I got into motocross and, basically did motocross throughout my teenage years um at a high level we would travel all over you know the united states um you know so i was never i never really got into paddling but um you know towards you know the end of that i tore my acl and dislocated my shoulder and just you know i didn't um really want to continue going down that road and, you know, getting hurt and, you know, cause competing at a high level and that's pretty dangerous. So, um, you know, just decided to hang that up and, and try something different. And, you know, being that my dad owns ZRE, you know, and I'm around it every day, um, you know, it'd be pretty stupid of me not to, uh, get into the sport of paddling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm not going to disagree with that, just in general. <laughs> now, I got to ask though, what what did you ride? What was your brand, man? Honda uh, CRF 450 and 250. Um, you know, as I got older, obviously, but starting out, um, you know, it went from. PW Yamaha's to 
you know, Kawasaki 65s, you know, going on up. And, um, you know, then once I got on the bigger bikes, it was, you know, I stayed on the, the CRF um, Hondas. Okay. On, on that line of Hondas? Gotcha. Yep. Right on, man. Yep. Do you uh, still casually ride, or is it something when you were done, you just stopped totally yeah, with the dirt just, bikes? And... Yeah, I just kind of, you know, fell out of love with it. And, um, you know, I I haven't rode since, you know, since I was, I believe, 20 um, was the last time I rode. And I'm 27 now. So, um, you know, a lot of my friends are saying, you know, why don't, well, why don't you, you know, keep a bike and just have fun and ride but you know doing that at a high level for so long and you know i just kind of fell out of love with it and um just don't really have the the desire to you know go out and do that anymore yeah sure i can uh i can i can see that you know um i used to bodybuild and you know i fell into you know canoe racing fell out of love with bodybuilding real fast yeah, <laughs> and, uh, <right? laughs> i don't i don't i i, I will never eat brown rice again <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you know once you um pick up on something else you know that you love it's kind of like you know you you forget about what you did in the past and um you know so paddling it it takes up a lot of your time for training for marathons so it's it's like um you, you don't really have much other time to do anything else really so you know yeah absolutely it uh it, it consumes uh, a lot of lot of time so it does. oh yeah um let's let's talk about um your family a little bit so what was it like growing up with uh with your dad uh being in canoe racing and everything so tell us a little bit about that um were you like his pit crew every year or um, um just bring us no i was just uh i was his cheerleader <laughs> <laughs> um you know like um when i was five or six you know like i said we did the generation gap a few times um you know and then watching him do the 70 every year and um he would also he he was great friends with Serge Corbin so every year Serge and his um pit crew would stay at my dad's house so that was kind of cool being around them um for the 70 every year but mm-hmm. you know like we just talked about and then I got into motocross so it's like for the next 10 years or so we never really were around the canoe racing or never really talked about it um you know until 2016 and until now so um you know now that we both do it you know my dad's back into paddling as well so we talk about it pretty much every day now mm-hmm. yeah cool yeah um so you you're you're working for that, you know, ZRE now. So, um, yeah. when did you, when did you start getting into the business? Uh, as soon as I could walk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> um, I would like consistently was probably 
when I was like around 15 or 16, um, you know, till now, obviously, but, um, you know, when I was younger, like five or six, I, you know, I remember going in the shop and sanding shafts and, and, uh, you know, certain things when I was really young, but, um, consistently it's, it was probably when I was 15. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Um, that's, that's a question that I don't even know. How, like, is it just you and your dad or how many, how many people are, you know, work there? Yeah, well, um, we actually had a couple workers retire, um, you know, so now it's, it's just me and my dad. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, the, let's see, like a few years ago, um, and when I was younger, my dad had about like four to five workers for him, um, you know, and now they retired. So it's just me and my dad um, working right now. Gotcha. Cool. And you uh, guys do pr- pretty much everything in house as far as like shafts, <laughs> handles, blades, the whole nine yards, right? Yeah, we do everything in house except um the blades pretty much um we have a factory that makes those they got our molds so you know they run off the blades and uh they get shipped to us so we don't have to uh you know monkey around doing the blades because you know when the season picks up you know in the spring and summer um there you know there'd be no way we'd be able to keep up so um you know, we just, we get the blades made from a factory and they ship them to us. But yeah, everything else pretty much is in-house. Gotcha. Uh, um, yeah, it'd be, I would think that would be tough, you know, uh, with the amount of uh, paddles you guys sell uh, to, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Do everything, <laughs> just the two of you, you know, so. Yeah. Well, that's and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. just sitting there doing that math in my head, going, "Man, that's a that's a crap ton of freaking blades oh, yeah. for two dudes to do. That's a lot of yeah. work." Yeah, it makes sense that you guys have somebody else do that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for sure, saves a lot of time. I mean, we got the we got a mold, um, a couple molds, um, to where we could do it ourselves if we wanted to. You know, like you know, run off a few here and there. Um, but for the most part, like I said, you know, we got we have a factory um, business that ships it out to us. Um, so the blades are all done, and um, you know, so when things pick up, it's a little bit easier. Gotcha. Um, well, before let's before we dig further into the paddle, you know, paddle specific stuff, why don't we talk a little bit more about your racing? Because uh, you've been. Uh, um, you had a really uh, a a pretty good year this year. You pretty much swept everything. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us uh, how your year went. Would you um, did, were you doing anything different than you were in the previous years? Or um, tell you you know give us a little rundown. Yeah. So this year was kind of a bummer when everything uh, got shut down. Um, I went to Florida for the first year down, um, you know, at the Barton's training camp. 
um, in March and everything was going good. You know, we had a lot of hours in and getting ready for the 70 and then we got back and everything got shut down. Um, so once all the big races got shut down, um, you know, my training, it, you know, I didn't keep, I mean, so that it was like, um, I was just trying to keep my edge basically all year. I wasn't training like I would have if the marathon was still going, you know, in the classic and the 70, but, um, you know, I just told myself I wanted to keep my edge. Um, you know, I wasn't putting in like long hours, you know, on the water, um, just trying to go out. Um, you know, like I said, keep my edge, do some intervals. And, you know, I had my dad in my ear telling me, uh, you know, keep my edge and, um, you know, don't let this year just go to waste and lose everything you had going. So, um, yeah. And, and there was a, a few of the, the smaller races that I did and, um, you know, it, it was good to, to get some racing. And I mean, you don't have the, the bigger races, but it was, it was good to, uh, get those smaller races in at least. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you say just, you know, uh, keep your edge or, or, and you weren't doing as much training, I think, um, this would be interesting to a lot of people. I mean, no, it's interesting to me. So, um, maybe it won't be interesting to other people. So if you had to like quantify and we, we all talk in hours cause it's probably one mm -hmm. of the simplest metrics to compute volume in training mm -hmm. for paddling, especially cause of, uh, variations with, you know, uh, river current and, and all this, that, and the other that'll affect speed. Yeah. So your overall distance, um, how many like, hours do you think that you are putting in on average a week um this year um i would say maybe around eight yeah or so you know because I, I mean i just go out like you know maybe like five times a week but would just go out for like an hour hour and a half um you know, and then one day a week, I'd, I'd try to fit sure, in. Sure, shorter jumps, no real long runs, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and did it, you say you did good. a lot of intervals? Um, yeah, I'd try to fit um, them in once a week. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, okay. this year was good because, I mean, um, you know, you're not doing – you're not training for the marathon, so you're not doing long distance. So you actually feel, you know, pretty good, even though, you know, you're not doing long paddles, but, you know, you just, you kind of, you feel like you have that edge to you. So when you do race, you know, you're like, you feel fresh then compared to, you know, when you're putting in long hours, you know, all year, sometimes you kind of feel drained. Yeah, it wears sure. you down. It's a grind, man. Yeah. It's a grind. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk sometime, Ryan, because there's there's a that's 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 uh, that's a sign of overtraining. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we, can, we can learn. We can learn. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, that, 
Not that, yeah, you will get, there will be times that you are going to want to feel that way, you you know, but, you know. I'm not saying before the big races, but like, you know, like you'll have a a smaller race here or there, you know, and you Mm -hmm. just, you know, you don't feel as sharp, but, you know, obviously you get well rested for the bigger races. Yeah. But, but eight hours is is definitely a good, uh, a good time frame to, you know, as you put it, you know, keep you sharp. Um, yeah, that's going to be, a, that's going to be enough volume to, you know, uh, allow you to actually make some, some, you know, gains, but it's not, uh, like you said, o- overtaxing enough and it's not going to, it's not going to build that long, like the, you know, that long time fitness, you know, the, the, the big fitness that you would need for a big, you know, big effort like the Clinton or the, the marathon, but, um, yeah. it's definitely, you know, definitely, definitely adequate for, you know, the two hour races and everything. So, yeah. Cool. Now, do you, Ryan, uh, do you, uh, do you mix in a, a lot of weight work, strength work stuff along those lines? Um, over the winter, I will do, you know, I'll hit the weights, but during the season, I try not to, um, a whole lot, you know, maybe like twice a week I'll try to, you know, and I've kind of, I've been talking with other paddlers about this too, because, you know, I want to get their insight on it as well. Um, you know, cause when you're, you're training for a marathon, you know, you're putting in long hours and the last thing you want to do is, is touch weights, you know? <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I, during the season, I try not to, uh, do a lot of weight work, but, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any, uh, like core mobility work, yoga, anything along those lines or just straight paddling for the most part during the season? Yeah. Uh, paddling, running, biking, you know, a lot of cardio. I, I do know that he yeah. that he likes likes to um, take videos of his feet. <laughs> I do it for you. <laughs> Anytime I see that, you know, Ryan's uh, Instagram. Oh, man, Ryan's running again. <laughs> I do it for you, Kev. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. uh. Well, with that, why don't we why don't we get to the topic of the day? Um, if you guys are ready for it, let's talk about paddles. So, you want to start us off on this? Yeah, let's. Uh, I, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider when you're considering a paddle. Um, walk us through like some of the major differences you see with the orders with people, like what people should be looking at. You know, as far as weights, lengths, you know, sizes, angles, all the different variables there. Yeah, so I guess it just depends, you know, on what you're paddling for. You know, some people will just paddle to paddle and, you know, they they order, you know, what they want. Um, you know, some people will, um, you know order paddles for training, you know, just for training. Um, you know, so obviously, um, you know, for training, people will go with the more durable paddles and the extreme, 
the power surge extremes are the the most durable. I, I have an extreme. I gotta yeah. I, I gotta interrupt here. I have an extreme yeah. with close to three hundred hours on it that looks like it's oh, new, yeah. and that's a sable <laughs> hour. So it's been thrashed. Yeah. Those things are yeah, bulletproof, it, dude. Yeah, and um, so yeah, then you know if you're getting into uh, racing and you know marathon racing, obviously you want to go with the lightweight paddles and the uh, the power surge lights and the power surge pros are you know the best ones to get for that. Um, you know, and the the blade widths uh, they vary um, between. You know, obviously, you know, the top guys, some, you know, will get eight, some will go down to seven and three quarters or seven and a half. Um, you know, it just, I guess it just depends on, you know, what they like. What, uh, what, what do you use as far as, as far as width goes? So the standard width is eight and that's what I'll use. Okay. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that's kind of just what I. So you feel don't you don't more. like a, a narrower or wider blade at all? Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm used to eight. Um, you know that's what I'm comfortable with. Um, you know sometimes I, I think about going down a little bit, but you know I'm I'm. You know, just more comfortable with eight. So, uh, what do you guys okay. use? Nope. I, you know what? I have everything from seven and a half all the way up to eight and a quarter. Um, the, the eight and a quarter, I don't like. Uh, I've been fighting yeah. a, a a shoulder issue. It's on a longer shaft paddle as well. I I thought I'd try the whole hey, let's go longer shaft, wider blade. And I don't know if it's yeah. the length or the blade width, but it's too much, right? Like, yeah, I, I just be, know that be the pulling length. that one hurts. Yeah, it, well, it's actually okay. probably both, you know, the, the length and the width. Um, you know, I, I tried eight and a quarter one time, and you're just pulling too much water, you know, and um, especially, you know, if you're doing a marathon or a long distance race, <laughs> you know, you don't want eight and a quarter. <laughs> Cause you're pulling what? more water, you know, and uh, yeah, that, the, that was, yeah. And like the length too, of the, so what, what's your length? So, so that one, I, uh, I built specifically to try in the C1. I wanted to try something oh, different okay. and it's a 53 incher. Wow. Yeah, it, it's a it's a monster paddle. It's That's it's cool. an absolute. And this was a a dumpster fire. This was the moment yeah. that I'm pretty sure I destroyed my shoulder. Yeah, that could be why. So yeah, <laughs> Bill, Bill, needed, Bill needed some turning uh, ability. So that's why why you went with a, or or you wanted to, to increase your uh, your your catch length. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, the seat. Sometimes you just got to experiment, right? That's that's why we have an expert yeah, on true. now. If I'd had Zavarel on beforehand, I wouldn't be in this case. Well, when you're paddling C1, you know, it's not bad to go up in length a little bit, but um, depending on how tall you are, um, you know, also determines the length as well and, like, how high your seat, up, your seat is up from the, the floor of the boat. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
53, I never paddled with a 53. Um, but in a C1, I will use, you know, I'm still playing around with the length, but I'll go anywhere from a 50 to a 52, sometimes 52 and a half. But, um, you know, the 52 and a half, it just, you know, I switch it real quick because it just seems like it's too long. Yeah. Um, Ryan, how, how tall are you? I am five, nine, five, nine. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I paddle with a 50 in the C1 and a 49, um, in the C2. Okay. Um, I'm a in little bit short. Right. I use that for both. I, oh, I, I don't, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, see, I normally, I normally change, um, you know, if I'm paddling bow, I'll go anywhere from a 48 and a half to a 49. Um, and then, you know, if I'm paddling stern, I'll go anywhere from 49 to 49 and a half. And it depends on the boat as well. Like I noticed the, the Corbins, they sit a little higher on the water. So, you know, you're your um distance from you know the boat to the water you know it's it definitely makes you want to go longer in length in the Corbin I realize that so um yeah I mean it depends what boat you're in too as well yeah yeah and uh <laughs> I I guess I'm gonna have to measure my width I don't know what my widths are I think mine are all eight and a quarters honestly <laughs> Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Can we, hey, hey, Ryan, can we stage an intervention right now with uh, Kevin and tell him that he needs to like move into the modern era as far as paddle weight goes? Would you like to tell us yeah. all what the paddle weight that you use is, Kevin? Me? Yeah, I use yeah. ten ounces. I use their mediums. Really? I do. Yeah, well, I, I only. Mean, I've training, only ever used me. That's good. I use that for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, but this is how I grew up with my, my dad. My dad would still use his, um, he has uh, more, I think they're BART paddles that are from like the, you know, they're, they're really old. He would still use those paddles if I didn't, you know, say, Dad, yeah. you gotta go, you gotta, you gotta get a, you gotta get a new paddle. Like I remember <laughs> it was probably 10 years ago probably when I'm like, dad, you got to get a new paddle. If you're going to keep paddling, you need a new paddle. <laughs> and, uh, so he's just, and, and that's kind of how I grew up is he's like, he, he grew up back in the, you know, the, he was paddling back yeah, in the, the banjo. Yeah. The, 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 ba the wood paddles were, you know, man, I, uh, I'm the ones that look like the, now. look like you'd take a pizza out of the oven with them. Those paddles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should and, get you one of those. Yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go with it. I'll use it. <laughs> you are a bodybuilder, right? Yeah, yeah. And you so I think that's why that. I, I've um, <laughs> I think I think I uh, you know, j um, never even really thought about it, other than the fact that I, you know, um, I just figured the bigger paddle will make me go faster. Is when I first started. So now yeah. I'm like, now well, that's I'm what they all thought it. too back in the day. You know, they're you see how wide their their wooden paddles were. You know that 
back in the day, that's what they thought as well. You know, the, the wider, the, the faster you'll go. <laughs> yeah. So, somehow that didn't hold with the test of time, you know, same thing no. with the, <laughs> with, with the weight of the paddle, you know, I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. You may want to yep. try a lighter pro. <laughs> But here's here's the other side of it. I think that there's this there's there's a tipping point because I think in um, like a two hour race, I don't think that there's going to be that much difference. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe, but like between a ten ounce paddle and an eight ounce paddle, it's where you're talking in these four plus hour races where it's really going to start to measure be measurable, and then. Um, because here's the other thing too, with like blade size too, you look at other paddling disciplines like outrigger, they use a lot bigger, uh, blade size. Now they also have much heavier boats too. Um, but, and they use really heavy paddles. I mean, like they're clubs compared to what we use. So, um, but if you look at most of the outrigger races, they're not long. They're not, you know, any, you know, anything well, substantial. I, I think there's a, I, I think there's a fundamental stroke difference there. Not so much in the stroke itself, but in the stroke rate. Um, you know, the the outrigger guys, to me, anyways, they they don't seem to be doing a, a high cadence stroke rate, which seems to be the like you you want to win. And win a triple crown race, you better be able to thumpy thump mother thump when it comes to your stroke rate. That's right. It just the, yeah. the the logic there to me is seems like you'd be able to take faster strokes properly. Yeah. With, so with the Kevin, let, Kevin, yeah. let me ask you this: you do you use the ten ounce paddles in, let's say, the marathon? I don't. I don't own anything less than a ten ounce paddle. So, so you paddle, so you paddle yep. fifteen plus hours with a ten ounce paddle. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh man. <laughs> so I uh, we need to yeah we need to hey Zav we need to hook him up with a yeah yep, yeah I, I, like I'm sure you know a guy that knows a guy that can make this happen right yep, yeah yeah I, I know the number I'll give you it <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just how it's how it's been. Maybe I I probably do need to to I need I need someone to be telling me like I was telling my dad. I need to get some get a new paddle. Um, but in, it, going back to it, like this comparison though, because you made up a good point, uh, Bill, that like with the outrigger, they have a, a slower stroke rate, and. It, it really got me thinking about this because I think about the met. You you know you guys know I, I I talk about the metrics and everything like that, and um, it it got me thinking. It's like, what if is it is it is it like gearing on a bike? So like when you know if you if you know anything about cycling, I mean I only know because I like watch cycling because there's no canoe ra- there's no canoe racing to watch so i will i you know splurge on other endurance sports but um when you like hear about them talking about cycling they talk about keeping this high cadence and they say that if you 
bring your key if you you know crank your gearing up so your cadence goes down respectively to keep you know uh keep going your work you know they, they they say well it's 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 taxing your muscular system more than your cardiovascular system so that's why you know you'd be better off you know going with uh you know lighter gearing and a higher you know cadence so I wonder if that's kind of how, huh? Yeah, exactly. So like the, yeah. you know, we we try we talk SPMs, you know, and their RPMs, you know. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's interesting that that you know, like it, that's kind of the revelation I had, you know, maybe two months ago, when I was like, oh, maybe maybe if I go down. <laughs> <laughs> if I go lighter and I go with a smaller blade face, maybe I can then, you know, I'll have to pick up my rate, but it'll allow me to pick up my rate and I won't be like, you know, cranking on my, you know, you know, it'll, it'll be more on my cardiovascular system, which at this point is getting, is getting pretty well developed comparatively. Thoughts? I'll give you I, a number, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get you taken care of. Yeah, I'll take care of you. So, all what, right. Well. Hey, hey, Ryan, what, what, what do you do as far as a stroke rate? I mean, along those lines, have you? what are you using as far as like a, a watch to train with? And is it one that gives you a, a stroke per minute rate? No, I don't, I don't really, you know, do all that. Um you know, sometimes I'll bring a watch with me. Um, but, you know, I'm not really into like tracking my, you know, stroke rate and, you know, all that stuff. So, okay. Um, but, you know, it's, it's between 70 and 80 um, a minute. I know that, but, um, you know, I just, I don't track it when I go out. Um, you know, like I said, sometimes I'll bring a watch with me, but um, that just basically tracks my, uh, my distance. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's, that's it. 70 to 80 is, is cooking though. That's, that's definitely moving. So it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Any is suggestions that- you can give to people that don't, don't know what they should get as far as paddles go? Um, if you're, you know, if you're getting into racing, um, obviously get a, the power surge design, um, lightweights or, you know, the pros, um, and get the standard width, which is eight. I know some people, you know, they'll order a pro paddle and they'll go with the widest you could get the blade, which is, um, about eight and five eighths, you know, for a pro paddle. So, you know, I don't know what they're using it for. I don't know if they get a pro paddle and just, you know, just like the paddle on Sundays, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what it's for, but, um, if you order a, a pro paddle and you're racing, you know, I suggest that, you know, the, at least, um, get the standard width, which is eight. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, some of the top pros, they go under eight. 
So, um, and then, yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, just training or not racing and you, you want to paddle to last you a while, um, you know, the extremes is the most durable one we got. Gotcha. Interesting. So, so on that note, can we pimp you to find out like what all the top other top pros other than yourself are using for paddles as far as width goes? Like, can you spill that dirt? <laughs> I told you eight between eight and uh, seven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I on on that note, Bill, my, my next question, Ryan, is like all, you know, most of the top guys, what? What's the variation in, in size that they're they're ordering? Are they in the, you know, are we seeing any forty sevens out there? Are we seeing any fifty sixes? You know, give us give us a lowdown on that. Um, no forty sevens. Um, I the lowest or the shortest probably would be. I want to say forty eight. Um, you know, between 48 and I'd say 51, 52, but you know, the, the 51 and the 52s are, you know, they're probably using it for their C1. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes like, um, Andy, he'll get a, like a 51 or 52, but you know, we won't glue in the grip and, you know, he'll size it to you know, what he wants. So obviously he could go down in size. Gotcha. Yeah. Now I hate to jump back and forth on, on some stuff, but I gotta, we were talking about your stroke rate and everything. Does mm-hmm. your stroke rate vary from the C2 to the C1? Do you notice that at all or? Um, not really. I, I know, you know, there's talk that, you want to um, have a slower stroke rate in the C1, but I don't, I don't really, I don't know, go by that, I guess. I don't really listen um, to that. You know, I just um, do my own normal rate, stroke rate in the C1, but um, I, th- I think it depends on the boat as well. Like, um, you know, certain boats, they might go better. They might glide better with a uh, a longer, slower stroke rate than others. Um, you know, so I guess it, it depends on the boat as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now, you know, we're obviously talking about marathon on this podcast because that's what we're primarily dealing with. But, um, you guys sell a wide variety of paddles. Um, if you had to get like, you know, I don't know, maybe you know this off the top of your head. Um, out of all the paddling disciplines, what is marathon, like what, which paddling discipline do you guys sell more of? Do you sell more dragon boat, outrigger? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say Dragon Boat, you know, we sell quite a bit of. Um, this year, you know, it was slow. We barely had any Dragon Boat orders, you know, because everything was uh, canceled this year. But, um, you know, the previous years, I would say, yeah, the Dragon Boat paddles we sell the most of. You know, we have a lot of Dragon Boat dealers that will order a bunch at a time. Um, 
so yeah, it's definitely, I'd say the dragon boats we sell the most of, and then obviously the, um, you know, the, the racing paddles after that. Do you, do you guys do a lot of, uh, stand-up paddle, uh, you know, stand-up paddles? Yeah, we used to. Um, I mean, we still do, but not as much, um, you know, we used to have, uh, a couple like big dealers um that would order a bunch at a time mm-hmm. um but now you know they wanted to go the cheaper route uh yeah. to china yeah i was so, gonna say that 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 market seems to have been invaded by chinese yeah. paddles or imported yeah. paddles i guess yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so at one point we were selling a lot of uh stand-ups you know like 300 at a time um you know through one dealer but um mm-hmm. you know that that changed and so but i mean we still you know we'll sell stand-ups here and there you know i mean it's not like it's um you know dead um but it's definitely not like it was yeah how is yeah. the uh you guys also do ski pole shafts right like how is that business for you yeah, the ski poles. Um, it um, uh, it's not, it's not like real busy. Um, but it definitely um, you know, it goes pretty good throughout the winter. Um, you know, not like it it used to, cause um, like my dad, he used to. I remember when I was younger, he would go to Wisconsin to the uh, I believe it was the Berkey. Mm-hmm. um and, yep. and the yep yeah and he would advertise you know going through that every year and um you know so um you know a while ago it was the ski pole business was going good but now you know it's not bad but it's definitely you know not like it was but you know because obviously you know the chinese kind of come in and you know yeah they want to go the the cheaper route but yeah that's that's sure. that's interesting so and it, since we're talking about all the different types of stuff and everything is um in outrigger you see so many like double bends have you ever considered mm-hmm. doing a double bend or is that just not something mm-hmm. you guys want to get into no we don't want to we never really thought about that yeah um, you know i i don't I mean, I don't even know why, you know, I don't, I mean, honestly, it'd probably be pretty hard to paddle having a bend, you know, I, I couldn't imagine having a bend like that. <laughs> it's, it, it's, you, it's, it's definitely not to, a not to circle back on one. Yeah. What were you going to say, Bill? I was going to say not, not to circle back on one, but that, that almost goes back to like blade angle. Do you ever see anybody like deviate in a marathon paddle blade angle? No, not that I know of. Um, people will order um, like zero degrees or, you know, sometimes they'll want a 10 degree angle or a 14, but um, you know, our standard angle is 12 and everyone that races that I know of, you know, that uses our paddles, uh, use the standard. Yeah. 12 degrees, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah, that's that's definitely the best angle you want, you know, as well for someone getting into uh, racing. You know, the 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 twelve degree is um, definitely the best angle you could get. Yeah, yeah that those outriggers though, they're those those double bullet, those double bents are they're something different. But that's like again, they go back to changing their their philosophy and uh, and and how they you know with their stroke rate and everything like that. Because um, being down here in Florida now, I now you know um, I'm the only marathoner you know really around much other than uh, John Edwards. I've yet to hook up with him, but um, there's a lot of outriggers though. And, uh, like there's a big outrigger club, you know, 15 minutes away from me and all of them, you know, have a double blade, a double bend. And they look at me like I'm weird with a single bend. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then I go, I go, hold this, hold my paddle for me. And then they're like, what the, (laughs) cause they're, they're paddling two pound paddles, you know? And, uh. And we're, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're talking over here about ounces. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so, so it's, it's interesting, you know, and, and that's why I ask it because, you know, there's, uh, because of that, you know, perception that I see so many outrigger paddlers, you know, using that, the double bend, but there's other top ones that, you know, that don't like, like Danny Ching doesn't use a double bend. I don't think. If I'm, uh, if I'm recalling properly, but he's he's probably one of those more popular uh, outrigger guys. So, um, but yeah. So, um, are we missing anything, Ryan, on paddles? Or did we cover it all? Uh, no. I think you got everything. Um. Oh yeah, and also I wanted to say too, we got um. The diamond-shaped blade pattern in now, so um, you know we we haven't advertised for that. Um, we only got about like twenty to twenty-five in right now. Um, but the thing is, with those, you know, we're not sure if we're gonna continue them. You know, they'll probably just be on and off. You know, sometimes we'll get them in, and you know, other times we won't. Um, like it's been two years since we've had them before. Uh, they are a little, they are, um, more money. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, if anyone is looking for a diamond shaped blade, you know, pattern um, to just either call or email. Those aren't on the website, are they? Like you got to call or email to to get those, right? Those are such a limited edition. Yeah. Yeah, like I, cause they're, you know, they're, they're more expensive. Um, and so that's why we don't, you know, kind of have them all the time. So we'll get them here and there, you know, but, um, yeah, as of right now, we got some in. So, gotcha. Good to know. Um, do you guys, cause everyone, I've seen those, you know, the, the, um, silver paddles. Mm-hmm. Um, are those the limited runs also, or no? We we always got the aluminums. Um, okay. Yeah, we 
we pretty much always have those and those are on the website so oh those are on the website now here's yeah. a, here's, a, here's a question for you um what's the weight on like those comparatively to just the regular one um they're they're about the same um okay. yeah they're they're pretty close in the same weight why would someone want to go with that then? Uh, just purely just looks, they, or yeah, just something different, I guess. You know, I I like them. You know, I'll I'll use one sometimes. Um, you know, it just kind of brings out a different color. You know, in the the paddle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So here's another question. Um, so how? What's the difference in the weights? Like, and what I mean by that is, how do you go from a medium paddle that's ten ounces to what's the pro normally like seven ounces? Um, no, they're a little heavier. Um, okay. They, yeah, they they vary. You know, it depends on what we get in. You know, sometimes we'll get in lighter um, blades. You know, and so we could go, I mean, the pros would vary between, we can maybe get them a little under eight sometimes to, you know, 8.5, but it, it also depends, you know, the weight depends on the length of the paddle as well. Cause you yep. know, if you get a shorter paddle, you're chopping more off, you know, on the yeah. shaft. And if someone orders a narrower blade, you know, you're shaving more carbon, you know, gotcha. off the blade as well. So, and that's like another thing too, you know, if someone's looking for a lighter paddle, um, you know, you want to go with a narrower blade because you're shaving more, you know, weight off the narrower you go. I mean, you're not shaving a ton off, but you're, you know, you're shaving some off by doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Ounces matter. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, you have anything yeah. else you want to add? I, in? I'd be curious. Not. I, I was going to say I'd be very curious now for you to put one of your paddles on a scale to see what it weighs because you're you're running what eight and a quarter inch mediums, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it on. Like I, I'd, I'd like to know. Yeah, yeah. Throw it on a scale. Do a do a blog post or a social media post. Yeah, um, let's see it. <laughs> yeah, and then let's uh, let's have Zav weigh out a seven and three quarter pro. You know, and, and see what the weight difference yeah. is. I I think it'd be it's significant. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm all game for it. Gonna, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all game for for throwing something on the scale and and see seeing where it is. <laughs> I'm always, I'm always for, um, you know, anywhere you can squeeze uh, a percentage. You know, percentages matter. So if that's if that's an area that I can squeeze an extra percentage, I'm I'm starting to get to the point where it'll. I think it might matter. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> most of the rest of us probably aren't to that point but we like to think that we are 
right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the that's the spend mentality, right? If I buy the pro, it's well, gonna make a world of difference. And that's all I have to tell myself. Well, so like just kind of off on a tangent, but like this is maybe this is the reason I, I kind of think that way is because like from the bodybuilding standpoint, and I used to be a personal trainer and you'd hear every day, what supplements do I need to take? What supplements do I need to take? And everyone's always like, Oh, I need the supplements. And in, in bodybuilding supplements are such a small, minute piece of the puzzle. I would just laugh at them because it'd be like, you're not eating, you're not sleeping and you're not training. Right. If you don't have, those are three bigger, you know, pieces of the puzzle. So it doesn't matter what supplements you take, you know, if you're, you know, whereas, and that's going to increase your gains by 3% when you're leaving 15, 20% off the table, just off the bat, you know, basis that you're not, you know, eating, training and sleeping correctly, you know, so you're lying. I need to go take my BCAA (laughs) and my zinc and my magnesium. I read it in men's fitness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right after this, you're going to the gym, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll be doing 12 ounce girls after this. 12 ounce girls. All right. Well, I think that's a good place for us to leave this one tonight. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on and uh, helping us learn a little bit more about paddles and uh, yeah. telling us about your uh, background and everything. Yeah, thanks guys for having me. It was uh, you know, fun yeah, talking that. about the paddles and uh thanks. and it was interesting to to hear the weight of your paddle. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to give us a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right guys. Um until next time guys. Have a good one. Take care. Round side down, paddles wet. See you later, fellas. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the CanoeRaceWorld.com podcast, where we love marathon canoe racing and aren't afraid to say it. Be sure to visit the website at CanoeRaceWorld.com and don't forget to support our sponsors who make this whole thing possible. Until next time, keep paddling. <laughs>